What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Beer with Purpose. So today I am talking with my, I would say one of my best friends in the beer community, Larry, or as you might know him on Instagram as BeerMe17. So this guy is awesome. I highly recommend that you go follow him, interact with him. He's super awesome, very knowledgeable, and really funny, fun to hang out with. I, and I think you hear that in this episode. Uh, again, you can follow me at Beer With Purpose, Instagram, Facebook. If you want to Twitter, I don't really do much on Twitter. But if you want to, there you go. I'm there too. Um, also, if you don't mind, uh, go ahead, rate, subscribe, do all the stuff that you're supposed to do when you listen to podcasts. So, um... Again, we talk some about the stuff that's going on right now in our world, which is the COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus. Uh, I'm trying to make it hopefully a lighter episodes, but, you know, this is just what's going on in our lives right now. So I hope that you hang out, listen, let's have some fun. Uh, enjoy. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beer with Purpose podcast. Uh, so today's episode, I'm sitting down or skyping with uh, I would consider one of my best friends in the beer community, and that is Larry or Beer Me. Was it Beer Me Seventeen? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm glad I got that right because <laughs> I have zero notes on you right now. <laughs> That's how prepared I am. <laughs> um, so. Again, I, I'm sitting down or Skyping because we can't really sit down together right now um, and just chatting with a bunch of people that I consider uh, essential part in this beer community uh, and people outside of the beer community that are doing awesome things. So, of course, I had to get my good friend on here. So, Larry, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us about your beer history. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad we're not sitting together because I have no pants on. Oh, well, this is so, this just turned into a great podcast, then. Yeah, so you know where this you know where this conversation. So that's out. why you didn't want to do video. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just wrapped up my eighth day in a row of hitting the weights. It's my very, very, very insignificant way of saying fuck uh, coronavirus. Oh, can I even say that? Oh yeah, no. Um, there's gonna be a lot cool. of damn cussing in this goddamn <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, it's my very insignificant way of saying fuck corona um so i'm going to continue to do it until we get some sense of normalcy you know back mm -hmm. to our lives or until my body completely falls apart because <laughs> i only know one way to go at it which is really really hard that's what and, she said uh, yeah exactly so, <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> yeah so i just wrapped that up and uh now i'm sitting here talking to you fantastic so uh, what's your what's your history with beer? I drink a lot of it. <laughs> Check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, it's, um, oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, you know, like a lot of people, right? You drink it in college and then probably as you get a little older, you get more sophisticated. And I've mm -hmm. been a wine snob for many, many years. And that's still sort of my first uh, love, my first passion. But I think, too, here in the last dozen years, there's just been a huge um, appreciation for what people do in the craft beer community. And it, to me, it's very similar to wine. Um, it truly is. 
and art. Um, there's a lot of people that can put out a lot of bad beer, um, but there's few people that can put out really good beer. And it's the same way with wine. And um, so, yeah, I just kind of grown and got an appreciation of it. And a very good friend of mine back east um, started brewing out of his apartment in Brooklyn and moved home back to the Philly area and started brewing out of his dad's garage. And he kicked him out and sent him over to southern New Jersey. And they got a little warehouse. And and I've seen him uh, grow his business. And he's been hugely successful and been over to see the operation and exactly how it is that they go about the brewing process. And that really started to get me even more and more hooked into it. And really get an appreciation for it. So, um, yeah, you know, and so I kind of maybe switched over more to the dark side and enjoy the beer as much or maybe more than the wine. Um, and it's just easier, you know, a little bit easier than, than drinking the wine all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been at this for a long time. I think the beer that first got me hooked on craft was Dogfish 60 Minute mm -hmm. IPA. And uh, I was fortunate that for a few years, I went back to the Philly Wilmington area and I had a lot of clients um, down in the southern part of Delaware going along the eastern shore of Maryland. And so I would always make a habit on Fridays to make sure I would go visit my clients and I'd go to Rehoboth Beach and end up my afternoon at the uh, Dogfish Head Tap Room. Nice. So that was like one of my favorite things to do. And I'm a dedicated uh, dogfish head guy all the way. I mean, that's a good one to uh, be a fan of, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I love their beers. I mean, it's. I think they're like a number of breweries I could rattle off. They just don't produce very many bad beers at mm -hmm. all. It seems like everything that comes out is a good, consistent, quality product. Obviously, much more mass-produced these days, um, but I, I still, that's... I mean, that's the, the, the Dogfish 60. Yeah, you know, the Dogfish 60 is still sort of my benchmark West Coast style IPA. I probably compare all the other IPAs to. Yeah, it's a very solid beer. Yeah. Um, so you, where all have you lived in the U.S.? Because <laughs> I know it's a lot. And I feel like every time we meet up, I find a new place that you ended up living. So. Yeah, probably a little confusing. So um, I'm from southern Ohio, uh, south of Dayton, and that's where I was born and raised. And um, at probably about the point of puberty, I went and joined the military for God knows why, <laughs> uh, what reason. And that took me all over the place, one of which my stops was here in Texas. I was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas for a while. Mm. Um, that's fun. But from there... Yeah, and, and that's really where I sort of gained um, or grew. My, my love of Texas grew, and at the time, I had a lot of, I had some family here in the Tyler area, and even once I got out of the military, I would still come back to visit, which is full circle what eventually led me here. But yeah, I mean, I've lived in uh, Delaware, I've lived in Pennsylvania, Kentucky, obviously Ohio, Nevada twice, Utah twice, Um Texas now this is my second time uh so yeah I've moved around and um you know just part of the part of it the job you know the duty so to speak um but I have two places I really consider home one of which is Ohio and the other is Las Vegas because I lived there for 20 years it's mm -hmm. where I met my wife we had our three children so if any of you ever see my post and I talk about home uh don't get confused Ohio is where I grew up it's still home to me go back often and of course las vegas is 
my other home and and now I'm proud to call Texas home again. So uh, you'll you'll see me use those loosely when I'm probably posting something, especially a beer that I've picked up either back home mm-hmm. in Ohio or, or back home in Las Vegas. So <clears throat> with that known, you I'm guessing you've been able to see the beer community in all three different homes, right? Correct. So how would you rate the Dallas beer community versus the Vegas and Ohio? Well, Vegas doesn't have a huge beer community. Um, and, and I say that from the standpoint that uh, obviously there's a shitload of drinking that goes on. Oh, yeah, there's town. a ton of craft beer up there. That's for sure. I mean, you know, when we live there, it's always like if you hadn't had two or three, then you shouldn't be driving. Um <laughs> just so you'd be on par with everybody else, sadly. Um, but there was... So you fit in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there was not a huge craft beer community there, and it's only been the last five years that arguably you've seen um, the craft aspect of, of, of that grow. And, um, in fact, God, going back to when I was there, probably Big Dogs was the only one that was actually brewing their own beer. The Monte Carlo had a little microbrewery, they brewed some of their own beer, but outside of that, there was nothing. And now today there's probably, and I'm going to misquote this, there's probably <laughs> eight to 10. So there's still, you know, kind of a, that scene has not yet completely come on. Now that said, you get access to some great craft beers because they oh, yeah. bring it all in from the Pacific Northwest or West Coast. Um, but yeah, in terms of the actual number of breweries per se, there's still just a handful of them. Um, I think to this day, still Ohio is, I think, one of the best, has one of the best beer scenes in the country. There are just a plethora of really, really good breweries in mm-hmm. Ohio. It's exploded over the years. Um, whenever I go home, especially if we drive, because we, we will, if we're going to spend more than a week or two visiting friends and family, I always come back with, gosh, three, four, five cases of beer. It's like, I can't get enough. And uh, then my problem becomes I can't drink at all, right? So, Hey, I've always um, said you're, you're more than welcome to share with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. i got some now for you. I know. Um, stupid so yeah, Corona. <laughs> I know. But I have a, I, I do. I love, love, love the Ohio beer scene. And so if I compare that to DFW area, I guess the best way to say it is I've been here about four years now. Um, and I think when I got here, there were about 40, about 40 some little microbreweries or breweries here in town. Mm-hmm. And now we're up over 100. Oh, my God. So that insane. should give you an idea of how much it's exploded. Um, I think as far as quality and consistency goes, um, I think a lot of these breweries still remain somewhat in their early stages of developing that. Mm-hmm. Um, one I would point to is, is Tups and you know, my love of Tups. Oh yeah. I, I'm crazy about those guys they are in my backyard here. I love to go over there, but I think about when they opened in their first 18 months or so, we loved going there. It was just a fun place to go and hang out with the live music on Saturdays and pulling up the beer truck and, mm-hmm. you know, that industrial rustic vibe over there. People are super friendly and the beer was like, eh, but we went. Yeah. And, um, I guess as I understand it, the owners, their sons came in to the scene, onto the scene 
and they got involved. And I think since they have, they're the ones who are really behind the uh, the full grown man lineup as well as so the good. the series, right? The the double and triple dry hop series. Yep. And I think since then, um, you know, if you're a hop head or if you're a stout fan, they just freaking knock it out of the park. Yep. And um, so I use that sort of as an example of some of the breweries that are out there that I think they're still kind of going through that infancy phase of, you know, consistently brewing good quality beers. And, and I think that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, but I do love the beer scene here and I don't get around to anywhere near the number of places I would love to go to. It's hard with my work because the hours I put in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, at some point here, I hopefully get around and see a lot more. As you well know, I, I want to go to the Odd Muse and hook up with you over there. I'm dying to get over there and try some of their beers. Well, whenever they um, were open, I was there almost every freaking week. So <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I definitely want to get out, you know, a little bit more. And hopefully we get through this virus situation. And now we're coming into spring and summer. Um, it'll be a great time to start hitting some of these places like Manhattan. They got that great little area to sit outside at. I can't wait to go over there and you know, sit out there and have a beer. So, um, yeah, hopefully we get through all this crap. Ah, we will. We will. I hope so. But, you know, you kind of look around sometimes. I got to scratch my head at some of the people you're seeing out and about that oh. haven't gotten the memo about social distancing, <laughs> right? So, yes. Um, and pretty much everybody around here where I live, they're all like, oh, we have a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. No. No, I mean you gotta you gotta take this stuff seriously, and um, I'm not I'm not one to panic. Um, I'm not trying to sound any alarm bells or anything, but um, you know this is some serious stuff, and you know if we don't get our arms wrapped around it, I don't think we'll get to the point like what you're seeing in New York City. But um, this shit's this shit can get serious really really quickly. Yeah, and, it, it's um, just, it's be smart, wash your hands, stay away from people. Like, yep. it's not that hard. Honestly, I was practicing all this before this even was a thing. So <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're an introvert. <laughs> it, it is. I, I stay, I stay away from people. I usually carry around a six foot pole and just poke people if they're in my space. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so let's talk more local people. So, yeah. You have been around, you know, I, I know that I've seen you go places, you're meeting, you've met some people. Um, yeah. What is probably your favorite thing about uh, what's happening in the craft beer world in our area? I, I think, you know, the, the growth and, um, you know, I think you're, you're seeing some diversity with respect to styles of beer. And by that, I mean, you know, we've got a meadery. Is that the right word? Yep, meadery? Me- yeah, meadery. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's something you don't come across, you know, very often. And then I think, again, looking at somebody like Tups, you know, they sort of dedicated themselves to this double dry hop, triple dry hop line and the stout line. I look at 903. Um, oh, I love the, the variants, so to speak, that they come out with um, in the stouts. In fact, when we were up there a couple of weeks ago and I met you and Hannah, I picked up some of the, uh, uh, oh shoot, the the French toast. Is that the one? Was Is that, that the one? Wait, was that French toast or was that? Uh... Yeah, yeah, I think that I was think, French toast. I think it's the French toast. And then I picked up 
the um, the raspberry or pomegranate mm-hmm. one. And, How was that um, one? You know, I had the sample, really liked it, which is why I bought the little four pack. Right. Brought it home, and in fact, my my daughter and I opened one up the other last night, Friday night, and um, I was like, "Eh, it's okay." Mm-hmm. She freaking loved it, so I think <laughs> she's drank the whole four pack. And um, and I don't know what it was. I'm trying to think back. Well, through this pastry arc series that they came out with, I'd seen people continually post about them. So probably last spring or so, I picked up on the cinnamon roll, mm. both the cream ale and the stout. And I had the cream ale first, and that was like Blue orgasmic to me because I, I love I love a good cream ale. I think it's a very underappreciated style oh, so of beer and. I was just, I couldn't get my hands on enough of that stuff. And then they killed it with the stout. Yeah. And the stout came out and that was a great beer. Mm -hmm. Um, I still like the cream ale a little better, but I like the, the, the stout one. So I've gotten, I don't get all of what they release. I can't keep up with it all, but I really, really, that's, they've turned into one of my more favorite breweries here not that they're exactly in town but you know what i mean they're they're definitely one of my more favorite breweries yeah um but i did find that pomegranate one there's a lot of um a lot of junk in it uh, i guess I'm, i don't know if that's a proper thing to say but it's it's like really pulpy oh the pulp. Um, there's okay whatever it is <laughs> i was like yeah, junk. <laughs> a shitload of pulp on your glass after you finish drinking it so i really like it it's good but i'm probably okay drinking about half of one of those and uh, I'm done. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, to kind of get back to it, I think what you're seeing is some, some places like Tops or the Meadery places like that, 903, they kind of find their, their groove and what they offer. And so it's great to see that variety. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll use Martin house as an example. I don't care for Martin house at all. Mm-hmm. I have rarely had anything from there that I like other than, a couple of their stouts, that pretzel stout, I thought was really Ugh. good. They've had a couple variations of it. See, I really liked it. I couldn't. But a number of their other beers, no freaking way. That pickle <laughs> beer is the worst fucking beer I've ever had in my life. I, I love the pickle beer. That's I the only thing I like it. from them. <laughs> God, man. My wife and I, we were at, uh, we love going to Guitars and Growlers. So I think originally they, they're down in Richardson, and the couple, they live up here in McKinney, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So they opened one here not too far from us, and that's kind of become one of our more favorite little hangout spots. And I usually go up there and get a buy flights. And um, so we got the pickle beer one night, and I was just like, no freaking way, man. It was disgusting. It, looked like, it looks like a dirty toilet, and... It just tasted horrible. See, it's stuff like this, though, that I love to learn. Because, like, you thought it was complete trash, terrible, all that stuff. And I'm just like, I loved it. And that's one but, thing I, I love about getting to know people is just, like, their taste buds. And it's fun. Yeah. Because then I can say, hey, I really love this. I'm really interested to know what you think. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's and the you fun know part. What? And I give Martin House A+. Plus. They're an A plus brewery, and I say that because they, they they do something few other people will do. Yes. They are not afraid to go out on a limb and try something crazy. Yes. I love that. 
generally Same. speaking, not a big fan of their beers. Same. But I, I give them complete kudos for putting themselves out there. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm not going to drink the squid ink. And I had a I'm sample. I'm not going to drink the pickle beer. <laughs> and I'm not going to drink the spiced up pickle beer that's out. No. Nope. But I give them an A plus for, for what they do. And I think, you know, they're an important contributor to the beer community here in Dallas. And I love what they're doing. I'm just not, you know, particularly a fan. I'm, I'm the same way. I, for me personally, they are not really on my list of places that mm-hmm. I like. Cause same, I, I really haven't had anything that I'm just like, I have to have more, even the pickle beer. I mean, right. that was my favorite beer that they've ever released, but I, I had one and that's enough for me. I don't want more. Yeah. Like, I yeah. really, I enjoyed it, but it's just like, eh, I had it, that's enough. But, I mean, I've yeah. I've bought stuff from them, I've tried a lot of stuff, I've had stuff that's good, but I'm just like, it's just not for me, it's not my style, I guess, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I do love, love, love how crazy and how much fun they add to this community. I love that. Yeah, absolutely agree, and... You know, I think, you know, variety is great. It can either work for you or against you. Um, in this case, I think when I look at DFW as a whole, just the variety of varying styles that are available out there, whether or not, you know, you, you want to gravitate more toward the German, you know, oriented type brews like Franconia is, or, you know, some of the others that we've mentioned, there's great variety here. I think there's something for everybody out there, regardless of what style or type of beer that you're into. And, and I think that's a huge plus. It's a yep. huge win for the, for the beer community. Okay. So a question I forgot that I had written down yeah. was, so what got you starting your beer Instagram? Like why did you choose to start it and where has it gotten you? Yeah. So it was, um, It'll be a year ago, I'm going to say last December, so not like 2019. Only a year ago? 2018. So, yeah, so like, yeah, so not like, you know, December 2019, but December 20, 2018 is when I got into it. And I got into it because my um, my cousin was coming and spending weekends with us. He um, He's a Predator drone pilot in the Air Force. And so they sent him over to Shepherd Air Force Base for NCO training. And he had nothing to do on the weekend, so he would make the drive over to here, and we would hang out. And his dad um, is, is my cousin, my first cousin. We grew up next door to each other, and his dad is my my hero. Uh, a little sidetrack here, but he was a uh, Cobra gunship pilot in Vietnam and um, spent most of his time flying in Cambodia and Laos at a time when the United States would never admit that we were fighting in Cambodia and Laos. It was sort of the hidden unknown war. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he supported a green beret unit and he came out of Vietnam as one of the most decorated Cobra helicopter pilots ever. Um, fascinating story. There's been books that he's a part of that have been written and, and a movie as okay. well. And uh, so anyway, this is his son and uh, he's been stationed uh, had been stationed out in Las Vegas at Creech flying drones. So anyway, he would come here on the weekends. And, um, of course, you know, he's into it. You know, younger generation, so to speak, was all into 
that my daughter was into it. So I think we were sitting outside. We had the space heater on at the patio and hanging out, and they were talking about it. So I created an Instagram page just for the hell of it and just really something to, to have fun. And I never really intended it to be somewhat beer-related, but he and I were both into it. He was really starting to get into the craft beer scene, and, and that was the start of it. And awesome. Next thing I know, it's like all of a sudden I've got like eight, nine hundred followers in like my first month. And I thought, man, this is just insanity. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just kind of slowly taken off from there. And um, the cool part of it is you get to meet people that have the same love for beer mm-hmm. in this community as I do. And, you know, I, I probably have as many what I would say domestic followers as I do international <laughs> So I got a buttload from like, you know, Finland and Denmark <laughs> and Germany and Spain and France and Italy. Yeah, Finland Croatia. is your biggest fan. <laughs> huh? Finland's probably your biggest fan. But, yeah. Uh, so I've got a few over there and um, a bunch in South America, like in Brazil. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of cool. We don't. A lot in Russia. I, maybe there's an ulterior motive <laughs> there, but like a lot of Russian followers and you know we don't all talk the same language but we all sort of speak the same language of beer exactly so end up doing a lot of an interpretation of what they're writing to me at times but um <laughs> i should say translation but it's really cool and um it's really neat to see just how supportive of everybody is and i'm one of these people that you know if you follow me i'm gonna follow you Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to definitely, as best as I can, really try to go out of my way at times to catch up on what you're doing, which is hard to do. And now I've got 30, about 3,900 followers, so it becomes challenging. You know, it becomes a little challenging, <laughs> um, you know, but I'll carve out some time here and there and really try to make an honest effort to go through and look at what people are posting and maybe leave a comment or a thumbs up and uh because my trademark is my thumbs up with a beer and <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, always, I do i i end all if i ever post that's how i always end my post is with a thumbs up and a beer so that's kind of my little thing and um so yeah i really do try to go out of my way but that's been the best part of it is i just met you know through this not so much physically per se or in person i just met just some really cool people so i kind of want to talk about you um which i mean which has pretty much been this whole podcast let everybody look at larry um so one thing that i absolutely love is what you said that you try to do you carve out time to comment on people to like people to interact with people i mean from almost i think pretty much almost day one you started following me, and you comment on every post. You almost reply to every single story. I mean, you have been such a huge supporter that has helped and encouraged me to get to the point where I am now. Um, yeah. And I know that you found me through JD, our, our good friend, Texas Beer Dude. Yep. Um, yep. He, Both of you guys have really been such huge supporters, but... One thing that I've noticed is pretty much all the people that we're mutual friends with, you've caught you comment on everybody's. I'm just like, God, I gotta up my game. 
Because I'm just like, I get overwhelmed. Even though I don't do anything at work right now, it's just like, how, how, what do I even reply with? That's my biggest thing. I was like, I want to reply to everybody's like posts and be like, hey, good job. You know, just my goal is to be on Larry's level. Um, oh, God. I don't know about that, man. And no, you're going to talk yourself down, but I'm here to talk you up. Um, <laughs> but really, I mean, you're, you've encouraged me to do what I'm doing. You, you helped me pick my name, even though, whew. The beer, finding the beer with now, purpose name. <laughs> oh my god, that took forever. Um, yeah, I was ready to reach to the phone and strangle you. Oh, I was ready to kill myself too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, whenever I have questions or random thoughts of doing things, the first person I talk to is you. Um, yeah, you have been one of the most amazing people that have entered my life. That's why you're the first person I reached out to whenever I said I want to do this podcast. Um, and this won't be the last time I have you on my podcast. I would love to actually do it in person and maybe have more like a group of us do it together. And, you know, I, I, I talk you yeah, up. Then I'll have to put pants on. Ugh, I know. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm talking you up because I truly feel people, if you're on Instagram, need to follow you because your posts are fun. And even if you don't comment on their stuff, you're just a very positive person. You you add a little bit of light in this world that's very dark right now. And um, that's something that I'm out to do, too, is like I look up. I was like, how can I make this world more happy and light shining in this dark world that i feel like we're surrounded by negative things i'm like okay that's got to stop because negative yeah. is not going to fix this problem no um no, and I, you know and that's that's it and i you know maybe it, maybe it comes from uh you know as you get a little older you know you gain a lot more experience um you have a lot more stories to tell and bullshit to espouse um, but I think what I've noticed is in having the benefit of being around for a while is just the level of negativity that permeates in our society today. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't, we don't get to hear enough about the good. People generally don't care about the good. It's about, are you to the left? Are you to the right? I hate you, mm. this, that, whatever. Things that truly don't matter. Yeah. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> Same. And, um, cause I just believe across the board that politics in general sucks and amen i'm i i lean i lean to the right i'm not afraid to say that but yet i'll vote to the left at times to me it's about the best person for the job and but i i hate i just hate the rhetoric i hate the hate yes that everybody you know exhibits towards each other and i i, I just i'm tired of it i'm just done with it and um so i I have now for the past arguably four years. I just don't watch TV like I used to because mm -hmm. I just don't want to see or hear all the negativity. And uh, one of the greatest gifts that I can maybe throw on somebody is to make them laugh. Yeah, and I agree. So I, I like to have fun. I like to make people laugh. Uh, I'm like that at work. I'm probably the one that I'm not really the class clown per se, but I try to keep things light at work. I'll be the first one to, you know, maybe crack a joke per se um, and try to get somebody laugh. And um, 
you know, that's that's what I enjoy doing. And, and if I can do that, and put a smile on somebody's face, just one person every day, then I've had a good day. And uh, my wife or some of my other friends that know me are like, well, why don't you do a wine Instagram? Hmm. And because they're too fucking stock up. Yes. And <laughs> I can't deal with that. It's just too pretentious. If I, you know, I can go on about that. But I mean, I feel the same way. I think about... what I like about I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I know I've shared with you that I used to be a chef. Um, yeah. So I got into wine also because those go well together. But, yeah. I mean, I didn't start a food Instagram. I didn't start a wine Instagram. I started a beer Instagram for a reason. Yeah. Because, one, I like beer better. And, two, uh, the community of food and wine is not very inviting, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, can, it can get very pretentious very quick. Yeah. And I, I kind of, maybe I'm jaded, but I see people who post, it's all about what they're posting in terms of what they're drinking, not about whether or not it's a good bottle of wine or something that they would thoroughly enjoy. Yes. It's like, if I see another post of Sakakaya or something, I'll throw up. I'm probably not saying it right, <laughs> but, you know, it's like the new hot wine, you know, that's yeah. been out there for the past year or so that everybody's got to post it, you know, and, and you do see that obviously I think in the oh, beer yeah. community. Um, but I find in general that you don't get judged beer, if you don't have it. You yeah. Know? I mean, listen, I, I don't judge anybody if they want to sit there and post pictures all day of Bud Light and Miller Light or exactly. pours or whatever. Listen there. I, I love, we were talking about this yesterday, um, in our little chat group. Um, I love a nice cold, on tap PBR. And when I go home to see my mom, there's a great little pizza place over at the place called the greens. It's sort of like an outdoor shopping area. Got a little pizza place and they sell PBR on tap for like 94 cents, just some crazy number. Dang. And I love to go over there and get a couple. And um, so there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I applaud anybody for whatever it is that they drink, as much as I make fun of it, I don't care for Miller Light or Bud or that or whatever. But because um, I'm into the craft beer, but I don't, yeah. I don't begrudge anybody, you know, for drinking that if that's what they're into. And um, but I, I, what I find, I think about people in the beer community is they're just most everybody's just genuine and they're down to earth, and it doesn't make any difference if. You know, you're you're working at the car wash, or you know, you're you're some corporate executive because mm -hmm. um, you see that entire gamut. I mean, I look at my little beer group, and one day we went around and said, "Well, what do you do?" <laughs> I'm like the most stupid person in the group, and I've got two degrees. <laughs> Out of the eleven people we've got in there, two have their PhDs, a third is working on one, three or four people have master's degrees, like in chemical engineering and astrophysics and i'm just like i got a business degree <laughs> that's better than me i don't even have one yeah so uh you know it, it kind of blew me away and um but yeah I, I i just i just find that the people tend to be very genuine yeah. very down to earth and I, I i like that so what would you say is your favorite three breweries in our area? 
Oh man, uh, definitely tops. You know, definitely tops. Which I, I I meant to tell you earlier. I'm actually wearing my top shirt right now, so that's good. Nice, time. very good. Um, yeah, tops for sure. And, uh, and and because my you didn't even ask me what is my favorite style. My favorite style oh, of yeah. beer is IPAs. Um, I am a hophead through and through. Specifically West Coast. I still think to me there's nothing better than a, a West Coast IPA. I love all the variants from the milkshakes to the Northeast to whatever. I think mm. those are great. But to me, if, if I'm going to drink an IPA and, and you want me to say, you know, what's a great West Coast IPA, you know, it's, or what's a great IPA, it's going to be a West Coast IPA. Yeah. Um, so I have to say Tops. I have to say 903. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't been to Odd Muse yet. Um, so I need to try that. But I have to say it's probably, Probably a tie between Manhattan and Petacolis. And I say that because both of those breweries are, are perfect examples of consistency and quality of the beer that they produce. Absolutely. And you you just don't get a bad beer from them. And it's true. It's a place those are two breweries along with Tops that I don't even have to read the label. I don't care what it is. I can buy it, and I know I'm going to like it. Yep. So long as it's not a sour or a ghost. I, I can't, I, I'm not a sour fan, and Manhattan does put out a sour. I won't buy it. I'm just not into it. Tups has done one as a variant. It was um, number six in, their, in this lineup that they've done. I took a sip of it, but I'm just not a sour fan. Yeah, sours yeah. are hard. Yeah, although I had a wild ale Thursday night from Canada. I had somebody there that Ooh. sent me a bunch of beer from Bellwoods Brewery, which I think they're out of Toronto. And so I got a kind of a whole lineup of beers from them. And one was a wild ale brewed with California Zinfandel grapes. Oh, my God. And it, it was really, really good. I kind of that. fizzy, little bit of rhubarb. You know that 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 uh, pink Zinfandel, you know, grape in there. So yeah. there was a little bit of rhubarb, a little bit of raspberry, that Zinfandel, a little bit of tartness, a uh, little bubbly, and um, damn, I, I drank the whole thing. It was really really good. So sounds so good. I want to be on the outlook for some wild ales and uh, and try them. And um, but I'll tell you a style that I would like to see more of that you don't see here are Belgians. You don't yeah. see anybody around here really brewing Belgians, and I would love to see more. That with some porters. Um, have you had a I'd black ale? Porters. I'm sorry? Have you had a black ale? I have had a black ale, and I'm trying to think trying to think who it was that I had it from. I don't know if it was somebody local or something I brought back from Ohio, but I did have a black ale, and I thought it was pretty good. I can't remember um, Intrinsic just did a black. Is it a black IPA that they just did? I've had a couple black IPAs, and those are different too. I like those. I also like. Um, I, w- I was talking about this earlier before we got on with somebody. Um, a rye, a rye IPA. Oh, rye are I, good. I like a nice toasty rye um, IPA, 
and um, I've always had a, always been a big fan of Ryan Pease beers. Yeah, Intrinsic just did a collab with Celestial. That's uh, a black IPA. I really want to okay. try it because I've only had one black IPA. I didn't care for that one, but those I love both those breweries, so I'd definitely try theirs. Yeah, and I um I brought back some beer here over the summer from when I went home, and I picked up a uh, a blonde like a blonde stout. I don't know if you've ever come across those, but it's like a blonde coffee stout. And that was very different. And I found that very, very enjoyable just because it's a, it's a radically different style than what you'll, you'll come across and not very many people do it. I, I think it was street side um, who brews it. And uh, I found that to be pretty darn good as well. Nice. So I do. I mean, I, I like different styles. I mean, I, I'm all into the variants and stuff. Um, but I definitely, definitely a hophead. And, and I tell you what, to me, if you want to find the true measure of a brewery, and not a lot of them do it here, but I think if you want to find the true measure of a brewery, see how good of a lager they can brew. Absolutely. I, I really do. If you, if you go someplace and they happen to brew a lager and it's a good one, then you know it's going to be a good brewery. And um, so that's usually one of the things that I look for. Awesome, man. Um, so this is kind of the point where I kind of hand it over to you. Uh, is there anything you want to promote or talk about or share before we wrap up? No, I, you know, I just think, um, you know, obviously we're, we're in trying times. Um, I just preached to everybody at this point, be safe, mm -hmm. be smart, take the social distancing things seriously stop buying all the fucking toilet paper. I don't know what the hell's up with that. I mean, you're never, you're never going to be able to wipe your ass enough to use that toilet paper. In fact, I saw somebody put out a little, what do they call it? A meme mm -hmm. the other day. And it said, uh, junior wakes in 2054 and realized he just used mom and dad's last roll of toilet paper that they bought in 2020. And, um, <laughs> You know, I had to chuckle at that. There's probably a lot of truth to that. But yep. like last night, I went to the store and the toilet paper aisle was wiped out again. And I'm just I'm just baffled by that. But anyway, it is ridiculous. Um, you know, I think now more than ever, um, I'm definitely on this bandwagon of support local, yes. buy local. You know, there's going to be some fallout from this, unfortunately. Um, and it, it's sad to see. Uh, hopefully, though, they'll they'll back back and, and the other unfortunate aspect of this is going to create opportunity for other people to enter into the market um so that's a positive thing as well but yeah i just think you know be safe be smart take this seriously um enjoy if you're sheltering in place enjoy the time that you've got spending it with your family and loved ones at, at a socially responsible distance um and you know where you can uh, support local and when this thing is all over and we come out of, on the other side get out more so than you maybe had before and that's really where the opportunity lies to, to go back and support some of these businesses regardless of what they are um, because there's it's just not the breweries and the restaurants there's going to be a lot of people hurting this. um okay uh well i guess that's pretty much it uh if you want to follow larry his instagram is beer me is it beer me dot Instagram? 
No, it's beer me seventeen. Oh gosh, I don't I don't know what the fuck I just said. No, I know I, that. I don't, even, I don't even know how I came up with that name. Somebody asked me the other day, "How did you come up with that name?" I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just not creative enough <laughs> to come up with beer purpose. So, well, I mean, uh, it took a lot of trial and error, that's for sure. Yeah, I think the beer me comes from college because that was always one of our favorite sayings. We were sitting around and somebody went to the refrigerator. You know, you would yell out "beer me," yeah. and. Uh, 17 was my number in college and uh so i guess it just kind of stuck and uh so that that was that's as creative as i can get in this space and uh <laughs> i don't know if i think of something as good as beer with purpose i'll maybe change but otherwise i'm, I'm just beer me 17 so yeah well anyways yes if you want to follow him there i i definitely think you should it's worth the following obviously in my opinion um and yeah, guys, stay safe and top of make sure you spread some joy. You know, I, yeah, I do believe that absolutely. that will help everybody in this world get through what we're getting through right now. Uh, spread joy, have some yep. fun, enjoy the time that you are being forced to spend with your family. Um, and yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah. And with my family, it's it's tough to slug through being forced with some of them because I want to kill half of them. But um, <laughs> that happens when you got three three kids, right? So uh, that's right. It's uh, but it's all good. It's all good. But I, listen, I really appreciate it. It's great always chatting with you. I can't wait until we come out the other side of this and we can go back to having beers again. And exactly. I'm, I look forward to that. So cheers, my friend. Love you. Yeah. And stay safe, you and Hannah. And uh, you know, just be smart out there. Absolutely. Love you, buddy. Okay. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.